When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Just over a minute to go in the first quarter. Blue Bombers leading the Stampeders 10-7. Bo Bichette of the Toronto Blue Jays now has an 11-game hitting streak. Uh, streak. He homers tonight. However, the Blue Jays trail the Yankees 10-4. That game is in the middle of the sixth inning. The Edmonton Prospects opening their best-of-three playoff series in Okotoks tonight. That one just getting underway, and they have just tipped off at the Expo Center. The Edmonton Stingers taking on the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Last home game this year for the Stingers. They have a couple more on the road. And then the season-ending tournament is in Saskatchewan. The Stingers are flying. They have won nine in a row. FC Edmonton's next game, 4 o'clock Saturday. They will host Pacific FC. The Eskimos, of course, the home game tomorrow against the Ottawa Red Blacks. 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, the game at 8. It is the tackle hunger night, so uh, bring some cash cash or non-perishable food items for the food bank. You know, the producer of this show is Dave Campbell, and, and he and I will, will sit at our desks a, a lot, and we'll just start talking about sports and watching sports and what fans are interested in and uh, the, the change we've seen certainly in our li- lifetimes from there being, you know, uh, one game a week maybe of your favorite sport or your favorite team on, on TV to now pretty much everything being televised and how this affects attendance and fan interest and now we have phones and we have uh you know all the fantasy football and fantasy sports where people might follow a league but they don't really follow an individual team and we thought what can what can we do on this so we're launching a series tonight it's going to be the next four thursdays on inside sports and it's going to be called how we watch Uh, next week we're going to have longtime television sports executive scott moore on the show about that experience of uh, of games on on television and, and 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 getting people engaged there and we're going to kick it off though with a name you know well because this gentleman uh spent about a decade as president and ceo of the edmonton eskimos and now he's in that that role uh, with the BC Lions, and, and and he's seen some some changes in. Well, I think he's going to tell us that in, in marketing the game and getting fans into the stadium through uh, his years. Please welcome Rick Lullisher to Inside Sports. Rick, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Reed. Good. Haven't talked to you for a long time. Have not talked to you for a while, but it's it's great to have you on the show again, and, and good to hear your voice here on uh, on six thirty, Chet. So so thanks a lot for checking in tonight, uh, man. Uh, I, I, you're, I mean, Dave and I were talking. You're the perfect guy to talk about this because, um, what was it, 2002? I think you came in as president of the Eskimos, and if someone would have asked you about a smartphone, uh, nobody would have known what that meant. And now they're they're a big part of how teams try to engage with fans. Well, exactly. Like there's there's been huge huge changes. I'm not sure I've got all the answers, but I know there's been lots of changes. 
you know, when when you look at the the, the challenges facing the Canadian Football League, um, there's a lot of talk about the attendance this year. It's down in a lot of markets. There's sort of been a slow decline in, in a lot of cities. Uh, on the flip side, every game is on TV, and, and some years the TV ratings have been pretty good. H- how do you sort of balance thinking, hey, we had some games a lot of people watched, but we also had some games a lot of people didn't didn't come to? Like, or Can you win in both areas, Rick? Well, we have in the past, so I, I think it's a it's a very delicate balance. I think we all realize that. Whereas uh, there was a day that, that no games were televised. To to uh, then we had blackouts for home games. Then we had a limited number of blackouts, and and then uh, as we have it now, every game is televised. And on, on the positive side, both radio and TV are act as pretty good marketing vehicles for you. Uh, for the clubs. On the other side, uh, technology's got so good. Um, TSN and and uh, radio got so good on on broadcasting games. Uh, the uh, TVs have got better and better. Uh, it it's created a pretty big challenge of, of getting people into the stands. Well, I th- I think you nailed it with. I mean, screens are huge. High definition is huge. You can you can rewind it on your on your own and rewatch a play if you want. You don't even have to wait for a, for a TV replay. So that that has has totally changed. I'm gonna throw this one at you, and then this is probably the the million dollar question. What what do you think fans want the most when they when they come to a stadium? I mean, I know they want the home team to win. There's no way you, as the president of the team, can nobody can can guarantee that. So, what do fans really want when they come to a stadium? I think they want the game day experience, and we we experienced that last. Uh, lost my weeks. We've been on a bye two weeks ago. Uh, we had our family day, and we pushed very hard about getting as many families there as we could. Uh, we had more events going on, and if you bought a ticket, you get a free entry to the P&A Fair for any of the 10 days. Uh, just a ton of stuff, and um, as you know, we did not play very well, and it was kind of ugly on the field, to be perfectly honest with you, but I've read every comment from every fan. We do a lot of surveying after um the, not all of them, but the majority of them said they really enjoyed the time. The family events were great. They had a lot of fun. And then they weren't happy with what was on the field. So um, a lot of it's game day experience. Of course, you've got many fans that just want to see you win every game. And um, you know, As the commissioner says, you'd love to see every team go 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, so, uh, You can't win everything. But um, I think in stadium, it's we... we work towards creating things that you just have to be there to be able to experience it. Well, I, I love how you put that. Do you think Do you think the game day experience, or let me put it this way, do you think what fans prioritize in a game day experience is different than 15 years ago when you were with the Eskimos? Do you think that's changed? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We did, we did not have smartphones in. Um, the uh, you know the younger crowd of of today, um, I constantly tell our people. I believe the young people uh, look at a game ticket as uh, we used to look at it as a cover charge to a club, 
and they want to come in and have some fun and maybe a beer and talk with their friends and look at their phone and then maybe if there's a big play look up and maybe watch it maybe watch the replay and go back to their phones and then to their friends and then maybe watch another play they're not your hardcore type of uh, football fan that we've seen in the past. Rick Lillisher joining us on Inside Sports, part one of our How We Watch series. He's the president and CEO of the BC Lions and, of course, uh, uh, of course, used to be in that same role here with the with the Edmonton Eskimos. Well, you know what? You, you, you keep bringing up phones. <laughs> Like you just, it's, it's it's amazing, but that's uh, I mean you don't have to wait. To life. You don't have to wait till the eleven o'clock sports to get your highlights anymore, right? You can you can look down and the CFL or the BC Lions usually tweet out the highlights within a couple of minutes. No, and that's that's twenty four seven now. You know how many people just before they go to sleep look at their phone, and how many look at their phone before they get up and out of bed? Um, it is a way of life, and and. You know, there used to be, you talk about in the 80s and 90s, I remember when when the challenge used to be just let the fans know what day and what time the game's at, and they'll come. Right. And uh, that just doesn't happen anymore. You have to entertain them. There's got to be a need, well, need to be there. And uh, uh, they come for various reasons. It's Everybody in those stands today do not come because they're, avid football fans they're there for an event uh they want to be entertained but they want to have some fun and and maybe be with their friends or be with their friends and on their phones do you think that in canada this this might be a tough one for you because you've you've i mean i know you used to play hockey obviously but you've you've been a football executive for a long time do you think that's different for hockey fans than than other sports though because hockey's the number one, right? So can they just sell purely the sport while other other sports might have to look for to sell a little bit more of the buzz? Or is it the same for everyone, do you think? I think it's the same and, and different. We, we all know that hockey's 1A and maybe 1B in Canada. Uh, you could reverse it in the U.S. where, you know, the NFL uh, is the sport in the U.S. Hockey's, you know, quite a ways down, so... Um, I think everybody's got the challenge of, of uh, uh, the fan base and, and the fans of, of the future are not necessarily the fans the way they've been in the past. Yeah. Well, that, that it's a really interesting way to put it, Rick. And you know what? People are going to, uh, who listen to the show, know that I'm a guy, when I go, and I have Eskimo season tickets, I have since 1997, I go just for the game. So, like, I'm probably... I'm probably the the outlier now. I don't need the super dogs. I don't need the Boston Pizza Shuffle. Like I just want to watch the game. So would you say someone like me? I'm probably now the minority because I'm going just for the game. But that's not who you're selling it to. I wouldn't say you're the minority. I, I think uh, uh, there's many fans that come that they whether they know the like you the know the game in great detail or know a little bit about the game like it's a great strategy game mm-hmm. it's the best sport there is for strategy and uh, if you follow along that way so I don't think you're the minority but I think there's more and more uh, especially the younger crowd that come because of not just football they come for the experience in the stadium and um, I, I'm I, I'm a bigger believer that they come to be with their friends, be on their phone than they are 
to come for a concert or a, a halftime show. I think that's all part of it in the experience, but it's uh, you have to create that it's the place to be. Yeah. Well, th- this is uh, th- this this is this is fascinating, you know. And I guess the challenge for for people in your position, and we just hired a new president here in Edmonton, is now you got to try to figure out what the next trend is, right? <laughs> yeah, and and here in in BC, it's it's different than ever. It's a different market. It's uh, clearly Vancouver is a international city. Um, you've got to get them to cross a bridge to come and see you play. Right. Uh, there's different challenges, and and uh, we continue to try different things, and I, I think that's the way you have to do it. Well, Rick, this this is uh, we're we're going to have a lot of fun with this series. You probably heard me mention off the top. We're going to have Scott Moore on the show next week, and he was with uh, you know Hockey Night in Canada and with Rogers when they got that big deal with the National Hockey League, and we and we t- we've touched on on the whole TV aspect as well. And I, I I've I've said it's not going to happen in my lifetime, but I wonder if there's going to be a day when like the TV and the presentation of what people can get is so good that I don't know if we're going to have empty stadiums, but the expectation is that you just all, like everybody watches at home. You don't have to go somewhere to consume it. I don't know if it's, it's ever going to be like that because as humans, we like that in-person experience, but uh, you know, I, I wonder if, if, if at some stage in our evolution as sports viewers, that's where we wind up. Well, that'll be by my time. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you find some of the answers, let me know. I, th- I think there's still that personal relationship that that people get to go out and, you know, I always joke lots of times it's the lawyers and accountants that paint their faces and right. dress up. <clears throat> Pardon me. And if you see here on uh, every March, they have the uh, Rugby Sevens. And it's an event. And people come for the event, not necessarily to watch the rugby games. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Rick, thanks for kicking off this series with us. Uh, obviously, you have a very unique perspective, have, having been in the CFL for so long and having worked in two different markets as well. And, and I know there's a lot of uh, Edmontonians uh, happy to hear your voice again for sure. I, I know it's been tough on the field for, for the Lions, but you, you, you got a quarterback that tends not to give up. So we'll, we'll see how he does the rest of the way. No, no, we're, yep, we're, uh, we'll be in it before long, I think. So when you get the answers to all uh, in the stadium, let me know, man. I will for sure. Thanks for <laughs> chiming in tonight. Okay, thanks, Ray. That is Rick Lawlisher on the line, the president and CEO of the BC Lions. This is going to be an, uh, an interesting series we have coming up. Like I said, we'll have a, a TV executive on next week. We're going to have a fan panel. We're going to talk to some people who take care of uh, uh, in-stadium presentation and, and all that kind of stuff. So my question to you on the text line 63630 or on the phone line 7804960063 when you attend a live sporting event and I will just leave it at that whether it's uh, Oilers Eskimos if you go to U of A ACAC games a- AJHL games whatever what do you as a fan want the most? Rick said from running a CFL team uh, they want that game day experience and they want the buzz. 
So what do you want most as a fan? And you know what? I'll throw it out there for any any league that maybe you go to, regardless of the ticket price. There, there's going to be something that makes you feel good about being there and maybe want to go back. What is that? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We'll get into that and you're going to hear... From Roman Reigns, WWE superstar as well. All ahead on Inside Sports. This is Don Unama of the Edmonton Eskimos. And you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, Unama back in action tomorrow when the Eskimos take on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Matt in the park writing in. He says, hogwash. Fans don't complain about being disappointed that Coolio wasn't available for a halftime show. Complaints don't come from lack of an interactive app to participate in a pregame event. The complaints come from poor performance on the field. Look to the Blue Jays' ale attendance records when they were winning in 92, 93, and 2015. Uh, It's winning first and everything else is icing, and icing doesn't put butts in the seats or fill Jurassic Park for that matter. That is uh, Matt in the park with, uh, with his perspective. Well, this is this is a this is an interesting debate. Um, I think Matt, there are some teams in the Edmonton area that haven't won very much that get pretty good attendance. One of them might play in the NHL. I might cover that team. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's a really good text, though. I like because I, I think that that applies to my perspective on on uh, on being a fan, but. That's that's good stuff from out in the park. You can text 630-630. Okay, uh, more of that uh, feedback in the next half hour. Joe Anawahi. Did I say it right, Kellen? Anawahi. Anawahi. Well, he's Roman Roman Reigns. Anawahi when he played for the Eskimos. The big dog. Plus, Kwaku Boateng. All ahead. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 14-13. Calgary leading Winnipeg with four minutes left in the first half. Prospects scoreless in Okotoks after the first inning. Start of the second quarter at the Expo Centre. The Stingers trailing Saskatchewan 26-20. The Blue Jays down 10-5 to the Yankees in the eighth. Bo Bichette with a homer and a double tonight. He has uh, an 11-game hit streak. Well, all, all 11 games he's played. He has a hit. Pretty good player so far for the Blue Jays. Some uh, text to 630-630. Uh, we're just talking about how... I, I asked fans, because we got this How We Watch series going on, and I said, when you go to a game as a fan, regardless of the league, what do you, what do you want the most 
out of the experience. And uh, one texter just said, well, it's all, it's all about winning. If you win, more fans go and they get more interested. Uh, this texter says, uh, the Eskimos don't provide the entertainment the same way the Oilers do. It's boring going to a game when you can watch it at home for free, either blackout home games like we used to or provide more entertainment, not bands, but just simple fun things that fans can inter- interact with. Well, but that would be my question back to you. What simple fun things do you actually want? You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't expect somebody to give you something if you just give such a general answer. So what simple, fun things do you want? And by the way, you can watch every Oilers game for free. Every, every Oilers game is on TV. And on 6.30 Chet, by the way. Big Jack says, Reed, I live two hours out of town, so I don't go to games often. I want the experience at the field to be as good as the TV experience. I feel like unless you carry a radio or understand all the ins and outs of CFL football... Often the spectator is lost because you miss the commentary on controversial plays. I can tell you what I didn't like. There were a ton of distractions around the field while plays were going on. People moving trays, which I assume were food. People running back and forth. Gators zooming around. My attention was often drawn away from the play. That is uh, from Big Jack texting in to 630-630. Okay. And I think this is what makes people like the, the jobs of people like Rick Lalasher and, and, and the, the new guy, Chris Preston in Edmonton, and the people who do marketing for teams and try to sell tickets, is that they got to try to find a consensus about what fans want. And from the three texts I've read, they all, all these people see, and I'm not, I'm not saying any of you are right or wrong. You know, I wish, you know, I asked the one texter to maybe provide a little bit more detail but those, those are three different messages from texters. So you're trying to get as many people to that game as possible. So uh, it, it's, it's an interesting debate. Like I said, I don't need anything going on at the game, but, but I understand it's there for people. I, I, do, th- I, I do believe, I, I do believe, and I'm, you're free to agree with me or disagree with me. I do believe that as we progress through time we have more and more people going to sporting events who perhaps are not as engaged on as the result of the game as the previous generation you know like like rick lalisher said they're maybe going to be with their friends be on their phones let people know they're there and they might not be as as heartbroken if if their team doesn't win as perhaps in past generations now it could it could vary from city to city and from league to league and within each individual city um you know some teams are more popular than than others you know the 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 cool thing about i mean i've always said why don't why doesn't the golden bears hockey team get more fans like they win almost every game at home they're always a national title contender like Claire Drake Arena should be packed every single game. It's not. But one thing you do know is when you go there, everybody really cares about the game. Um, you know, when you go to an Oilers and Eskimos games, I think a lot of people care, but I do think there'll always be a section of fans there, a segment of fans there, who are more happy just to say they went. You know, that they just, it's cool to say you go. It's almost like a status thing that you went. Uh, John says, Reed, uh, I think the Eskimos are getting it right. Cheaper tickets, cheap hot dogs, cheap beer equals more butts in the seat. That is, that is from John. I will say that, and John, I know you text in all the time, and I appreciate that. I, uh, I will say this. To me, it's a fine line lowering ticket prices. 
um, I, I, I've told, I have a t- I've told, well, I told the story before. I don't talk a lot about, it, but we did have the former owner of the team in, uh, I think it was a little over a year ago, Wojtek Wojcicki, who owned the Edmonton Drillers indoor soccer team when I briefly worked for them about 20 years ago. And I know a challenge for him. So Pocklington owned the team. Pocklington let his, his son run the team. And they, they gave away a lot of tickets to try to boost the attendance. And then Wojtek comes in to own the team, and he's going back to those clients and saying, hey, you know, we, we see you came to some games. Do you want season's tickets? They're pretty, you know, they're pretty affordable. We have this, we have this. And a lot of people said to him, well, I'm not paying. I went for free. So, the, so to them, the value of the game was, in effect, nothing. So I, I, I do think you have to be, I mean, even if, even if you really like something, if you're used to getting it for cheap or for free, then you're less likely to pay more for it, even if you think it might be worth that. What did Winnipeg do here? Was this a long touchdown? It's a long touchdown. I didn't catch the beginning of the play, but uh, they just went up 19-14 on Calgary. Okay, so Winnipeg's ahead. This has been a pretty good game so far. Richard says, hey, millennials, the game is the entertainment. My problem with the game in stadium experience is long lineups for everything, and then you end up missing some of the game and watching on TV anyhow. All they have to do is keep prices... uh, all they have to do is keep prices low and line up short, and the in-stadium experience will continue to be excellent as it has been in the past. Uh, you can't black out games nowadays because you need the exposure. Well, and I think that's true. You, you can't give people something and then take it away. So now that every game's on TV, I don't think you can start blacking them out. I, I mean, there's every CFL game is nationally televised. Anybody who's an NHL fan in Canada... Um, can watch their own team in their own market. Well, I guess we had some textures last night that there might be some different cable packages, but if you're willing to pay a little bit to get that in your cable package, you can get it. So even if you're, even if the Oilers went down from having 82 games on to 60 games on, people would be furious. Whereas in, you know, when I was a kid, you got maybe 20, I don't even know if you got 20 regular season games yeah. on TV when you had Wednesday night hockey on uh, ITV. Punt return TD, by the way, for Winnipeg. That's what that play was. Thank you. Put him up. Uh, this texture says, you have to decide, is your game a sporting event or a social event or a family event? Sometimes you can make a sporting event a family event, but you can't have uh, hockey or football be all three at the same time. You have to figure out what your priority is. Is it the sport, the event, or the family? Well... Yeah, that's a fair point. And but again, the the jobs of the presidents and the people marketing the game is to try to cater to uh, as many people as possible. I mean, the Eskimos are doing some things to try to get more people in. Uh, the Oilers sorely affected by being a poor team for a really really long time, and now they still have a fan interest. And most of the tickets are, are sold, but they didn't raise uh, in any ticket prices this season. I think, and I think they're aware of some of the challenges of the economy as well as other teams are. But, I mean, good text coming in. Like, good text coming in, but like I said, that's the challenge. No solid answer. And for, for me, well, you know what? I can answer for me. Part, actually, part of it for me is a family event, and I don't have children, but I've been going to games with my parents for t- 22 years. We've had season's tickets. And when I used to live out of town, that was an important time to just see them and be together and do something we all enjoyed. Yeah, did we more, did enjoy it more when the Eskimos were good and they won? Yes. But I like going to the game. I still like the feeling of walking into the stadium, the, that moment before the game when the field is empty and you got the anticipation. I enjoy all that stuff. You know, I, I'm not in it for... Uh, 
all the contests, all the all the other stuff. Like to that one texture, I realize there's other stuff going on. I, I don't tend to get distracted by it. I'm there purely for the sporting event. As Rick said, I asked Rick, am I in the minority? He said, no, no, there's still a lot of people like you, but we have to recognize there's a lot of people that, that, that aren't like me as well. Uh, well. This is an ongoing series. We'll- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Continue the discussion. We should take a quick timeout and get to WWE superstar Roman Reigns. This is Armando Sewell of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, who better to interview the WWE wrestler at Commonwealth Stadium this afternoon than the big WWE fan in the sports department, Dave Campbell, the producer of this very show. He was talking to Roman Reigns, who briefly was an Eskimo, about being back at Commonwealth. It brings back some good memories. I was just joking. It, like I was saying, I did most of my time on the sideline, which, <laughs> but it was fun. You know, I learned a lot up here. It was a crazy transition in my life. Um, you know, obviously with my story, that's that's kind of known now. Um, I was going through some stuff, and it, it was really nice. You know, Edmonton, the Eskimos, the city gave me a chance. And uh, you know, for the the short time I was up here, uh, I went through a lot of growing pains, and I think that's kind of mm-hmm. where you know the the a bit of the catalyst of you know the grooming you know period for me and just becoming a legitimate young man and growing up mm-hmm. um but yeah i had a couple games where I, I did some stuff you know when they when they activated me and i played i managed but yeah. it's just tough there's a lot of football you know a lot of football players out there and a lot of talent you remember the most memorable game when you forced the fumble against hamilton yeah the funny thing is it, it was i had a great game i had a, i think a couple tackles for loss um and then i closed out the game and it was just a hustle play you know um i forget the quarterback's name casey printer yeah there we yeah. go he was and he was a fat he was pretty quick so he was like uh, bootlegging out or he's just scrambling out to the left and I just peeled it back and just took an angle and luckily for me he jumped for the first down and I just same shoulder same foot him helicoptered him but the funny thing is is as I, I saw that happen the ball and I saw one of my guys get it I started celebrating and you see another guy just kind of get taken off his feet and almost take my ankle out like and it would have just crushed my legs so I got really lucky after that so but yeah it was that was my, probably my best game for sure there's not a lot of holdovers here. I, I think the best relationship you had is with Calvin McCarty. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about him today. We we were all in the Edmonton house. We stayed at it. was like a, a, condo, a condominium that turned into a hotel for us. And it was it was like a... Like, uh, a bit of a frat house almost like a lot of camaraderie we just always hung out he was one of the guys i definitely hung out with and i i related to him because he had his wife and his young his young child up there and my wife is over there uh just outside of all this right now uh we we had a young daughter at the time as well so we just had that bond we played video games together so and i I know he's done well i'm not sure i haven't tracked him of late is uh he's still here that's awesome man that is great i legitimately thought i was going to be a football player you know i just 
even to this day, I'm still stubborn. And I'll tell, I was pretty good, y'all. Like for real, I was, I was decent. Um, but it just, it just works out yeah. the way it does. You know, sometimes you have to have a one door closed in order to see, you know, the next open. Um, but that, that's what's really cool. And I, that's kind of just with my perspective and and just everything that you know I'm I'm doing and I've gone through. You know, the relationships are are something that you you always take with you. You know, no matter you know where I go or how long it's been just to be able to you know kind of recall back and, and just think about those times uh dario romero was another guy that i hung out we i mean we would just chill and play uh guitar hero like it was like a new thing that's how old we are um <laughs> but he was just a cool dude and he yeah. he was like he played defense like i played defense and like i used to watch him because he was like the stud the starter you know what i mean he was the man for us um but i just in my head i was like me and d could have been a nasty combo and then the times that we were in and even in practice you know what i mean he was our you know he was a veteran starter but he still busted his ass in practice so it was just it was really cool to you know always to be able to bond with similar athletes to yourself i just wanted to be you know i wanted to be a football player i wanted to be a superstar like i wanted to be like an influenceable person someone that would make an impact somebody that was very influencing um but i wouldn't have ever i always thought it was going to be as a defensive tackle you know like he's the big man somehow i was going to kind of carve my niche and be that household defensive tackle that crazy guy whether you know there's so many different different names like if i have to do it sap's way or hoven's way one one i'm gonna paint my face or i'm gonna do something people are gonna you know recognize me uh but just for you to go off that list it kind of just in the moment there you saying all that it it still shakes me a little bit to know that this is how it turned out um i yeah the days i was running you know doing drills on this field you know walking to the practice fields hanging out in this locker room working out in this facility i would have never thought you'd say professional wrestler actor i used to actually um I forget his last name. He was a huge pick for uh, Edmonton uh, when I was around. His first name was Adam, big defensive line. Yes. I used to joke with him and say, you're a professional wrestler, brother. You don't even, you like, you are totally a wrestler and you don't even know it. And he, I think he took it as a compliment because he was like a pretty outlandish, charismatic dude. Um, big boy, too. Uh, but in the t- I think that was me kind of reflect, getting it away from me, just yeah. wanting to be a football player and saying everybody else could be a wrestler when I was the wrestler. You know, (laughs) Calvin told a funny story about how uh, you were talking one day during the 08 season, and he, and he said to Calvin, you know, if this football thing doesn't work out, I'm going to go to WWE, and Calvin said, yeah, I ain't going to work out. Well, you got the last laugh. But, be, but maybe talk about that transition, because you retired at the end of the that 08 season, right? Yeah, um, I, I was just... Uh, football, I just felt like it... It moved on, and I, I'm one of those people that... If you can feel it, you should make a move, you know, and, and I could, it was like resonating and I, I was, and I saw the door closing and it was one of those things where, uh, if, if I was a single, you know, young man at the time, if I didn't have a, a daughter, you know, that I had to pay for and, and like provide a life for and, and take care of that one over there, um, <laughs> I probably would have chased. I really would have, I would have, I would have kept chasing and just been like, no, I'm, this is what I said I'm going to be. I'm going to do something different than everybody else in my family, and I'm going to be a football player, but it just happened the way it did, man, and, and that transition was crazy, but, you know, I, I, I really did not give, you know, people like Calvin much, you know, to believe in because I was so just tunnel vision on football. I really, I really did want it. I really wanted to prove that I could play this game. 
but God has his way, you know. Mm -hmm. I think there's a reason why you see so many football players do well in professional wrestling and entertainment. Um, Man, on this field, there's a lot of charisma that happens. There's a lot of intensity and aggression and small stories within. And it's a fight story. I mean, I can tell you, we can get every defense alignment and offense alignment out here and ask them the same question. How is it? It's a fight throughout the whole game with the same dude over and over and over. And there's verbiage. There's promos being cut. You know what I mean? You're saying all kinds of stuff. You hate each other at the time. But, I mean, it's one of those deals when you come out of it, it's like, okay, I can leave the character on the field. How you doing, man? How's your family? You know what I mean? But at the same time, you have to have that killer instinct. And if you can transition that to the ring and be able to grab onto those emotions. When I celebrate, when I fire up in the ring, I just picture making a sack. I just picture myself leveling a quarterback, meeting meeting the running back in the hole three yards in the backfield, murdering him, just running clean over him. That's what I picture in order to give me that energy, that 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 you know that that real life intensity in order to translate it to the ring and show them you know exactly how I feel through that physicality. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think that there's a huge. That's why the bridge is so strong between football and wrestling. Roman Reigns. Former Edmonton Eskimo, now in WWE. He's at the game tomorrow, a chat there with Dave Campbell. I want to remind you, it's Tackle Hunger Night tomorrow. Bring some cash or non-perishable food items for the food bank. Your help always appreciated there. 6 o'clock countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, the game will start at 8. If you missed the injury news earlier, kicker uh, Hugh O'Neill on the six-game injured list. So Sean White will handle all the kicking duties tomorrow. Calvin McCarty heard at practice yesterday. So the old fullback goes on the six-game injured list. The Edmonton Prospects playoff game tonight in Okahoks. Game one of a best of three. They're down one nothing in the third. They host the Dogs tomorrow at 7 at Remax Field. At the Expo Center, yikes, the Edmonton Stingers' nine-game winning streak in jeopardy. They trail Saskatchewan 48-33 at the half. Blue Jays down 10-6 to the Yankees. Uh, That game now into the ninth. CFL game, man, more return touchdowns tonight. Winnipeg leading Calgary 2014 at the half. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of the show. Dave Campbell earlier today said to me, Kellen, Lewis Ward is going to miss tomorrow. Mark it down, everybody. There you go. Dave Campbell said Lewis Ward is going to miss tomorrow. He's made 67 straight field goals for the Red Blacks. Kellen Kennedy is the studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. I'll see you at Commonwealth Stadium tomorrow and back for Inside Sports on Monday. Take care. Edmonton, get ready for WWE Live. Saturday night, September 21st at Rogers Place. Time to go burn it down. In a double main event, see Seth Rollins face Drew McIntyre. Then... I'll stop the blow now, both of you guys. Becky Lynch defends the Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match with Natalia and Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross plus Braun Strowman. No boy. And more. Tickets available 10 a.m. this Friday at the box office and Ticketmaster.ca. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.